0: Hey, it's JP on the Mixed Morning Grind. Very special guest joining us this morning. Olympic champion. You've heard her name tons over the last uh, month or two, uh, especially with the Olympics going on in Beijing. Bruder Heim's own Emerence Mashmeyer. Emerence, how are you this morning?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, I guess let's go all the way back to the start before we get to the whole meat and potatoes of the Olympics because it's got to be a a thrill for you. Growing up in Bruderheim, uh, being a small-town kid, I I know that it was unbelievable to have a community that was tight-knit, and uh, knowing that your family is a big one, Bruderheim, uh, how was that uh, process growing up in Bruderheim, and especially on the hockey side of things?
1: Yeah, I mean, Bruderheim, that's definitely where my roots are. And um, that's where I started my hockey career. Like you said, I grew up in a big hockey family. So I have four siblings and we all grew up playing hockey. And that was kind of our religion growing up. You know, we were on the ice every single day and we had, you know, the rink in town now known as the Carol Mashmeyer Arena. And we had a rink at home (laughs) in the, you know, the yard at the farm. And uh, we, yeah, that's all we we lived and breathed hockey. So, um, yeah, definitely my roots are back in Bruderheim for sure.
0: And now talking to your dad, it wasn't always in goal for you. I mean, it was kind of by chance that this happened in the first place, right? You were, you were an out player for quite a while.
1: Right. I mean, it definitely worked out that I did switch, but. um, Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. I started out skating at age three and then um, I played player full time until I was seven. And then I slowly started transitioning to goalie um, and I think officially switched at age 10. Sounds like pretty official, even though I was only, you know, three, seven and 10. I'm talking about here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Well, it was kind of like, he explained it as kind of like, they just kind of needed somebody to play goal and you ended up going into goal and it turned out obviously to be your real forte.
1: Yeah. So I, I, um, back in novice, you know, you'd alternate in net and I remember it was my turn to go in net. So I was in, in net with player gear and I told my parents after the game that, you know, I had fun in net and, uh, that Christmas. They thought it was pretty good too, I guess. But that yeah. Christmas I got gear. And I was a pretty quiet kid and I remember just being like, Okay, I guess I'm a goalie now. Like I you know, <laughs> I was up for it. And I think my siblings quite enjoyed that I was in that they had someone to shoot on.
0: <laughs> well, no kidding, but I think that there's like there's an allure around goaltenders, I think, because, you know, you're out there by yourself in in that position and it's just a different sort of way of looking at the game. Uh, you must've really gravitated towards that. What was it about being a goaltender that made you really enjoy it?
1: Yeah. Like you're kind of a individual sport within a team sport. Mm. And um, yeah, I honestly, I think I really gravitated towards, I love performing under pressure and um, being able to be the difference maker in a game. I think that was something that I really loved from the start is being able to make that big save or make, you know, kind of that turning point in the game and having that impact. So, yeah, I would say all those things
0: yeah for sure so obviously you had some success early on because even as a youngster you got chosen on the brick team uh and that's you know a pretty big deal and the the funny thing is and this is a connection that again your family made for us because how else would we know unless we were there uh that matt tompkins was the other goaltender for that team you both ended up playing for canada at the olympics um i guess before we talk about you know your experience in the the lower levels of, of minor hockey uh did you get to Talk to Matt at all. Do you still talk to him? Did you run, run across paths with him at, uh, at Beijing or, or, uh, you know, have you touched base ever since?
1: Yeah, I, got, I was able to hang out with him a little bit and um, kind of post-tournament more so, but uh, we had a few conversations, and honestly, it was pretty crazy just having everything kind of come full circle, and we you know, we were reminiscing kind of back on the days that we played brick, and we also played a few years of spring hockey together afterwards, and okay. it's just quite incredible to, you know, if someone would have told us then where we would be today like it you know you uh, we would be shocked so um yeah pretty awesome to you know get to spend that special moment with someone who I grew up playing hockey with against and also trained with even into our college years
0: right so the funny thing is too you know you think of all those like uh, people watching at West Edmonton Mall all around like the outside of the ice palace watching down and like the two little kids playing there on the ice would be future team Canada goalies like who would have known right
1: Yeah, it it is really crazy to think that, especially even the same Olympics, too. Like, what are the Oh I know, yeah.
0: yeah, it is weird. Um so you you're your minor hockey, uh you know going forward and that obviously you would go on to to play for Fort Saskatchewan and you would be an all-star there. Uh you know there's one person I can't remember who it was that put out a tweet uh where it was like uh, talking about, you know, all those uh, female hockey players that were changing in janitor closets, playing with the boys for so many years through minor hockey and how much things have changed obviously. But looking back on those times for you and I'm sure there was tons of them, it's got to make it a little extra special where you are today.
1: Yeah. I think it was Levi Lipka that, um, okay. that out. he was a coach that I had previously, I think for a couple of seasons back through minor hockey, but I, it was kind of funny to read that because I was like, that is so true. You kind of forget those, you know, those, I guess those lower moments in minor hockey and throughout your career that you kind of have to go through. And, um, you know, it just is what it is. You're like, okay, here we are, make the most of it. And, uh, you know, being a female playing in a male predominant league, I, you know, I knew that would happen. And um, yeah, the path has been crazy. And now, you know, I have it so easy, really, (laughs) I really do. (laughs) Uh, But it's pretty cool to think back at all those memories. Like I had when I got to the Olympics, I remember talking to my mom and I was like, it's weird. I'm having these moments where I'm having all these flashbacks of my minor hockey career and everything that had to go right or things that had to happen to get to this point. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's kind of becoming full circle. I feel like when you get to reach your goal, it just kind of you start thinking of everything that came before.
0: Well, I guess and it gives you, a, I guess, even more of an appreciation for for what you have accomplished, because you did have to get through the grit to get to the goal. I guess. Right.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I think you kind of forget about those moments. And it's easy to kind of, um, you know, we kind of forget how good we have it now, too. So when you can kind of think back to those moments where you had to really work, for something that it makes, you know, this even more special.
0: For sure. Now, moving on to, uh, you know, the post uh, minor hockey days and into college, Uh, you know, there's a lot of colleges out there uh, that uh, folks sign with uh, local athletes sign with the U S and Canada, but to go to Harvard Emirates, like that is probably the most well-known university in the entire world. What was that process like? Was there other schools interested? Why why did you end up at Harvard? Uh, How was that decision made? And I guess what was the experience like? Because even off the ice, there had to be so many different things going through your mind coming from Breuerheim and going to the most prestigious university in the world.
1: That's definitely a tough question to sum up, but I'll try my best. (laughs) So I guess um, my sister went to the States for university and I am almost six years younger than her. So I kind of knew that that's the path that I wanted to go. Um, so when I was 13, I had a spring hockey team that went to Boston to play in a tournament. And then part of the tournament was that each team got to tour Harvard. And at the time I was on a male a spring hockey team. So I got to see like the men's locker room and kind of the male side of things. But I remember... At thirteen years old, I was standing on the football field and I told my mom, like, I wanna go here one day. And I'm thirteen, you know, there's a lot of high school left. And uh she was like, Okay, like, of course, being my mom really supportive, she was like, just keep your grades up, keep working at hockey, and you'll make it one day. Yeah. I mean, now looking back, that's kind of a crazy thing to say to a thirteen year old, you know. But <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, mom's always supportive. Um, and so that was kind of what I had my eyes set on from that age on, and um you know, there was a recruiting process, and I did look at other schools, but I couldn't really deny that I wanted to go there. It was kind of just a matter of getting, you know, the good grades and um, making sure everything lined up. Of course, you need to make sure that you're going to be going in and playing as well. There's, mm-hmm. um, you know, for goaltending, there's only a couple that get to play, so right, it had yeah. to also line up in terms of just timeline. And so, I mean, all the stars aligned, and. I got my opportunity to go play for Harvard, which is pretty incredible. Um, and the experience, I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I mean, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like I absolutely love that school. Um, it flew by four years is way too quick. Um, the, you know, I love the team coach stone is a, you know, she had a huge impact on my career and, um, Just like the environment being at Harvard, there's I can't really explain it, but it was really a dream come true.
0: Was it like imposing or nerve wracking being there? Like (laughs) I would imagine it would be or maybe it's not. I mean, I've never been, but I would assume just the aura of it, it would be kind of overwhelming.
1: Yeah. I think I remember like going to campus and I was like, am I going to fail out of school? Like I remember. <laughs>
0: That's what I would think. Exactly. And it was yeah. a
1: genuine concern. Um, yeah. And even just talking with other students, a lot of them were from out East. They went to these private schools. They knew that they were going to Harvard from whatever age, you know, that was the right. goal. They've been working on their, you know, their SATs for X amount of years. And I'm like, wait, you've been taking AP chem and all these things in high school. I'm like, that wasn't available where I went to school. Like I was like a small town, they yeah. wouldn't even know where Bruderheim, Alberta is. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah, I definitely had moments of can I really do this? But I mean, I did it. So,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <'Cause laughs> it was possible. You,
0: yeah, what did you take when you were there?
1: <laughs> I took sociology and economics.
0: Oh, wow. So so pretty like obviously a pretty intense course. Like there's a lot to uh to dive into on the schoolwork side of things. How, how did you balance the two? Was it was it difficult to do?
1: Yeah, I think definitely, I mean, time management was something I really learned. Um, But I think in high school, I had to deal with that a little bit too, just, you know, playing with, you know, playing hockey at night and having school during the day and then playing for Team Alberta, different camps. You know, I started learning that and I played junior hockey too the year before I left. So I think that really prepared me well for college. But yeah, I mean, it it was difficult at times. And um, you know, my third year in, in college, I ended up joining the national team. So Throughout the year, I had, you know, my club team with Harvard and then I had school and then camps throughout the year. And then would go for like in November, there was a tournament, the Four Nations Cup and then world championships at the end of the year after our season at Harvard. So now when I look back, I'm like, I really don't know how I did it all. But you kind of, you know, figure out what's the priority today? What do I need to get done today? And kind of one foot in front of the next.
0: Now, you mentioned Team Canada in there, and that's what I want to get into next is how did you first realize you entered the sphere of Team Canada? Because it does seem like there's a point in which a player, uh, specifically too on the on the women's side, where you kind of break through and you're in that system. Uh, when was the first time that you noticed that you were kind of in that and progressing into being a player that's not just trying out for a team, but is actually going to the World Junior Championships and the World Championships?
1: Right. Yeah, I think I was about 16 when I started realizing that, you know, my dream actually could become a reality. Um, To that point, I didn't really know what the process was going to be like. Um, But then I I represented Alberta at the Canada Winter Games. And fortunately, we we won gold in that tournament. And I think that set me up really well to get uh, scouted out by Team Canada for the U18s. And so my first year with the under 18 Team Canada was two thousand. Eleven. I could be wrong, but I think it's 2011 was when I f- had my first camp. Um, and that's when I really realized, okay, like I, I am good enough to do this. And like, this is, I was really focused from then on out. Um, so what was your next question? And- well,
0: it was just, just like knowing that you were going to move forward into a playing role with team Canada, like going to the world championships and go into the world yeah. juniors, because it's one thing to try out and be on the radar, but to actually be, you know uh, going forward obviously there's a big commitment on your end
1: right and I I had a lot of success at the U18 level which I think set me up really well and um, I was fortunate and the timing again was right where I got into the senior team at a young age and I I don't think I realized it at the time that I was young but now looking back it's pretty rare to join the senior team at age 19 Um, so I kind of I think just the timing and with you know the Olympics had just finished um, 2014, and then I came in right after that, where there were some open spots on the team. Um, yeah, the timing was just right, and uh, I think having early success really set me up. So I kind of knew from then on that this was going to be you know my goal. And uh, yeah, I mean I've been very fortunate to have the opportunities that I've had.
0: I'd imagine the first kind of time you break into international competition, it's got to be a little bit different because like. You know, we all grow up watching these Olympic Games, Canada against the US, and we watch World Juniors at Christmas time and all these Team Canada moments. Uh, for you to kind of, well, be on a Team Canada, first of all, but even be recognized as one of Canada's best to go forward like that, is it just you were so caught up in the process that you didn't really? put much emphasis on the fact of, you know, what you were doing, or is it one of those things where it's like, you look at it and like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm here. Like I've made it this far. Like so many, so many people play hockey growing up and you get to make that elite class and do the thing that you, you know, you saw people do on TV for so many years.
1: I think a little bit of both. Like, I think there's been definite definite moments of like pinch me. Like, is this really really happening, and I remember like my first time putting on the jersey at U18 just putting on the maple leaf you know you always dream of that moment but then when you actually do it it's like wow this is really happening and honestly that happened again when I was at the Olympics just putting on the Olympic jersey and seeing the rings everywhere it was like okay you know when your dream becomes a reality is this actually still is this a dream or is it actually reality now yeah um but I think I also knew at a pretty young age I had um, a big, big faith in myself that I would make it one day. And I just, it was a matter of when, and I think, you know, maybe that was a little bit naive too, because who knows, you know, there's lots that can happen with sport, but, um, I knew that if I gave it, you know, everything I could and focus on all the le- little details to get to that point that I really believed that I would get there.
0: And you got to the Olympics. I mean, the Beijing games, obviously very different than other Olympic games in the past. Uh, from start to finish, I guess let's, let's kind of start with this, uh, knowing that you were going to be on the Olympic team when that was first, uh, told to you, cause you, you had played world championships and you're on that senior team. It was assumed that you would be part of it, but I'd imagine you're still getting the call confirming, Hey, you're going to Beijing. What was that like?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's never really real. I feel like it wasn't even real until I actually got to Beijing, but, um, yeah, I think until I got that phone call, I wasn't, you know, I, I just, it wasn't quite real. And I, that yeah. feeling was unlike any other feeling I could explain, like this year, the three goalies were centralized. So I knew right. obviously there was a pretty good chance that I'd be going, but until they actually called and said, congratulations, I was like, wow. Like I started crying and I, you know, it wasn't even like, I knew it was going to happen, but to hear those words. Um, yeah. I can't so, even the feeling
0: who calls you the coach.
1: Yeah, there was, it was, well, it was over zoom, which is, um, right. very, you know, at yeah. the times. Um, yeah. yeah, but it was all the coaching staff.
0: Very yeah. cool. And so loading up and going to Beijing, uh, did you guys all leave together from Canada or did you kind of come from everywhere and y'all landed there and, and kind of met, um, in China?
1: Yeah. So we've been centralizing well in Calgary all season. So we had our world championships in July and then we've been together as a team since. So we've been traveling around playing Finland, the U S and then some junior junior A guys teams in Alberta and BC. So we've been together all year. Um, and then leading up to Beijing, we were in a hotel bubble of yeah. course. So, um, I think from January 12th till the Olympics, we, we were together in the hotel and we you know, with no contact of the outside and you know how it is right now. Um, so, yeah, we all left together to go to Beijing on January 26th or 27th, I believe.
0: So those like the athletes march and all of the, you know, the village and all these kind of things, what did you, and what did you not get to experience uh, at the Olympics?
1: It's hard for me to really say what I didn't get to experience because I had, I have nothing to compare it to Like it was my first Olympic games. And um, I've had some people say, oh, it's too bad. You know, your first games are you know during a pandemic and I'm like I think it's actually the best scenario because I have no expectations like I have nothing to compare it to and honestly everything I was just so excited to experience absolutely everything um, but we fortunately were able to go to the opening ceremonies and because our um, sport is kind of throughout the entire games we were able to go to the closing ceremonies as well so we kind of got the full experience of the games um, you know some athletes come in and they're event is only one or two days so they have to be out within 48 hours of finishing their event. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're very lucky with the experience that we got. Um but yeah, it's definitely different like not having our families there to kind of celebrate with. I think that's the one thing that I w- if I could change, I would have changed that, but honestly the experience was incredible. We were still able to go see other sports when we had time off, um hang out with our teammates. Obviously we, the differences is wearing masks and kind of everything around COVID, but we're so yeah. used to that now. So.
0: So when you get the call that, or and I, I guess it's not getting the call. I'm sure you're being told in person at this point, uh, that you are going to be playing in one of these Olympic games. You got two starts, I believe throughout the tournament, correct? One in the preliminary and one in the playoffs. Yeah. You had a shutout in the playoffs. I mean, that had to have been a- incredible, but knowing that you're going to be in that game starting, uh, did you know going in which games you were likely to play, or was it basically game day? Emirates were going with you today.
1: Yeah, so the, they would always tell us the day before, and that's kind of how we decided from the start of the year, you know, before we even had our world championships, just to keep it consistent, they would let us goalies know just the day before at practice. So, um, which I, I actually qu- quite like because it kind of keeps you, uh, you know, thinking of just the near future and not looking so far ahead. But um, yeah, it was quite the experience when I got, you know, I got the nod that I had that game against Russia, and um, I don't know if you were watching, but we had a delay, <laughs> and we ended up delaying the game for about an hour because of COVID-related stuff, the mask
0: and thing, their, and yeah,
1: masks. And I'm like, this is so funny. You know, I've been waiting for this moment to play in my first Olympic games for. Years and years and years, and this is the experience. And yeah. honestly, it's like one that I will never forget. Right? Like it's who can say that they wore an N95 during their first Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no crazy. kidding. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, quite the experience, and honestly, like so much fun. Our group was um, an incredible group, like a team that I've never ever been on. Like. Just such a fun group. And even when we got told the game was going to be delayed, like we ended up doing like line dancing and just like people are performing in the locker room and I'm like, meanwhile, people are probably thinking we're freaking out in the locker room that our yeah. game delayed and all yeah. these things. Um, so, yeah, pretty memorable first start for sure. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the thing is that it did come across and maybe it's the advent of social media and that sort of thing, but it does really seem like you guys have an incredible connection throughout the team. Maybe it's all the time you guys spend together compared to years past because of COVID, but you seem to all have a really great relationship and that must make this even more special getting the, the gold medal together.
1: Yeah. Like I've really never been part of a group this close and I think it's cliche, you know, we say, Oh, it was such a great group. We're such a close team, but I genuinely mean that this time, you know, like in the past you think your team's close, but like leaving the Olympics, we were all like obviously excited to go home and share the gold medal with everyone, but we were so sad to leave each other. And we've been together for eight months now, nine months, and almost every single day, you know? And so that kind of just tells you right there, like, um, yeah, whether we won or lost, like this group was such a success and, um, the environment that we were put in every single day, like it set us up. So, uh, yeah, such an incredible group. We had a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: Well, in every one of those games, I can tell you that the viewership here around the heartland it was huge, and especially in Bruderheim, we would see tweets that the town would put out of everybody around town wearing their Team Canada jerseys, uh, the minor hockey kids cheering for you on videos. There was a massive amount of support from the area. What did that feel like on the other end?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was so cool to see the support. Um, just to see how many people were watching, a in Canada, but also in the small town of Bruderheim. I know they had viewing parties and uh, you know, they put up signs. Uh, my my dad put up, put up fireworks one night and yeah, um, yeah. it's just so cool to see <laughs> and, and it feels so good to have that support. And I think we all needed that too because we weren't surrounded by our families and you know, Canadian fans at the game. So to have that support from afar it honestly felt like everyone was right there with us
0: and then after the games coming home what was that like i'd imagine everybody wanted a pc right
1: yeah it's been such a whirlwind like it feels like i've been back for a while now but it's only been a week um but it's been you know pretty awesome i've had a lot like i have kind of designate designated my time t- mostly to my family just to kind of share this moment with them you know i i wish that they were there with me but mm-hmm. um this is kind of the next best thing and uh yeah, there's been so much support and so many people reaching out. Honestly, I've been overwhelmed with love and joy. So, um, yeah, it's been a wild ride and a little bit of a culture shock coming back here, too. I'm not going to sure.
0: lie. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. There's yeah. a lot of differences between the two yeah, places. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the gold medal, obviously, uh, you know, I think this is extra special, too. And I think they should actually keep on doing this. If you ask me, you guys awarding each other the gold medals. I think that was a pretty cool thing to happen. Um, but where is your gold medal now? Who's keeping a hold of it? Is it something that you carry around with you all the time? Did you put it in a safety deposit box? What's, what's going on now?
1: Maybe I shouldn't be saying no. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like as soon as I got that medal, I was like, how do I ever take this off or put this anywhere? Like, I right. I feel like now have a little bit of paranoia about it. Like, I'll randomly mm-hmm. be like, where did I put it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know I'm the I'm the caretaker of the gold medal. That's for sure. But I've been kind of sharing it with everyone. Um, so it's been on me quite a bit the last week. Kind of yeah. anyone else. Yeah, I know that that's kind of. They, they're excited to see me, but they really want to see the gold medal.
0: <laughs> Definitely. For yeah. sure. Well, it's it's been incredible to see your, your journey progress. And I know that uh, it's going to continue on. I I know, or I would assume that there's no uh, end in sight right now for you, Emirates. I mean, you're on a real hot streak. I would imagine that things will continue forward with you on the national team side of things. I was wondering, too, because there's been a lot of talk about this. And it's kind of confusing the ins and outs of it sometimes with the ever-changing world of professional hockey on the women's side. Um, but I'm kind of wondering, from your perspective, what do you think is the best path forward for professional women's hockey uh, so that it can hit that next step? Because I think, obviously, the desire is there uh, for more of it on TV, more of it everywhere, uh, because the viewership obviously was huge for Canada and the U.S. Uh, people are passionate about the sport. It seems like there are more and more people playing it. So what is the best path forward? Do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to say like the ins and outs and like logistics that need to happen. Um, but at the end of the day, we do need a league. We need a professional league and one that is televised and one that has the funds to you know, sustainable. be sustainable yeah. for many years to come, yeah. not just for a short period of time. And um, I think the the thing right now is not rushing into creating a league just to have us play. Cause I, we're lucky that with hockey Canada and even USA hockey, we have the funds to continue to play and do camps and with the PWHPA have showcases. And although not the most ideal situation, it's kind of what's best right now in order to make sure that we do when we jump into having a league that is sustainable. So um, yeah, I think first and foremost, like anything, we need the funds and um, we need the, you know, the TV contracts so that people can see us play. Like, like you said, the viewership was so high at the Olympics and, you know, that's not a coincidence. It it's, Mm -hmm. you know, people, our fans are really loyal fans. And uh, I think anyone who watches the game for the first time or maybe only a few times that they get pretty hooked quickly. So um, yeah, I think it's just a matter of time. You know, I think we'll have a leak here shortly. Um, I'm sure we're going to be getting some updates soon, especially with the momentum off the Olympics, but uh, I think that's the most important, just having it sustainable and viable for us.
0: Absolutely. Emerence Mashmeyer, Olympic gold medalist from right here in the heartland from Bruderheim. And I'll tell you, Emerence, you've inspired a whole lot of people. It has been an, an absolute pleasure to watch you perform over the last, well, it's been a number of years, I guess, at this point uh, that you've been with the national team. And we wish you all the success going forward. Thank you so much for taking the time today. And we hope you have an awesome time down in Calgary again, training and, and playing hockey for Team Canada.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.